Welcome to my mom's podcast. You're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast, where we chat with educators, community members, and advocates of early childhood alike through candid and real conversations, focusing on the person behind the practice, along with some tips and strategies as well. I'm your host, Marisa. Okay, welcome everybody to another Early Childhood Journeys podcast episode. I'm so excited to announce I'm coming to you from Tucson today, and I'm joined by my next guest, Adrienne Ledford with Traders for Teachers of Tucson. And let me give you give you guys some background of how I connected with Adrienne. So initially last year, um, through my work with the Lessie Group, we had done some trainings for kindergarten teachers here in the Tucson area for Amphi School District. And with that, Dr. Garcia, uh, the founder of Alessi Group, she sponsored memberships. And I think it was maybe like 10 or so uh, memberships for the Trenders for Teachers here in Tucson. Um, Through that connection, the director here, Adrian, remembered us. And then recently I was down here for another conference with the Department of Education. I was running the kindergarten experience uh, outreach table and we connected that Mm -hmm. way. Um, So Adrian, thank you so much for receiving us today. Um, She did this lovely tour. I took some pictures, I did some videos. So I'll be posting those up on my social media platforms on the early childhood journeys, probably the Facebook page um, to so that folks that have not come down to the Treasures for Teachers here in Tucson get a glimpse of that. What I, just so I don't forget, what I love is that um, this Treasures for Teachers also serves people from Mexico, teachers that come down or mm-hmm. up from Mexico, Yuma area, Douglas. Douglas, and there's actually a reduced membership rate, right? Yes. So Adrian, without further ado, um, let's see, talk to me about how you started this Treasures for Teachers shop. I was a teacher aide for 22 years in the Amphi School District, and of course we needed supplies. Well, there was a Treasures for Teachers in Tempe, and I used to go up there and shop quite often. Um, in traveling so much, I mentioned to Barb up there, it would be nice to have one in Tucson, and she said, well, there's another lady who wants to open this and is in the, um, in the midst of investigating it and doing it. So I hooked up with a lady named Sandy, who um, found us a little tiny church, and we just started collecting things all over town and just starting it up. Sandy had to move to Tennessee. I thought I would just be a volunteer, (laughs) and I ended up being the director, of which I love. We were in that little church for about a year and a half, and then we moved into this big warehouse. I could not balance my job and this, so I quit my job. to do this because it's very, very, very rewarding. And just so that remind me again, previous to this, uh, what you were doing, you were a special ed teacher. I was a special ed aide. I was a paraprofessional. And I just absolutely love special ed kids. They're close to my heart. So this was perfect in not leaving them, even though quitting the school district. I was old enough to retire. Right. Um, so it was an opportunity to retire and still have something to keep me busy, but it's also that one of my focuses in this place is special ed materials and STEM materials for those kids. Yes. (laughs) And it's organized in such a lovely way so that you don't have to do that elbow work, I guess. 
um, one of the things that what was happening here, um, we, you guys were sorting through markers and testing markers. <laughs> I mean, that's so important because you know how you get some markers um, that have been sitting around or maybe donated and half of them are dry. We test all the pens and pencils and markers. We check all the games to make sure all the pieces are in it. Um, we do have volunteer special ed kids. That's my other connection. I get to have kids in here that still need guidance and getting them ready for the real world on how to have a job. So we usually give some of the easy jobs to them at first. And eventually after a while, they graduate to harder and harder jobs. So it's great to have them. And talk to me about who works so-called works here with you. <laughs> so we don't have any paid employees. I did have a program for the summer that I wrote a grant for and we got the money to pay first time. So they were 15 years old. Oh, wow. First time employees more or less. And they worked throughout the whole summer, but now they're gone. Mm -hmm. So hopefully I can keep that program going to where I want first time employees to teach them how to come to work. Uh, how to wear your shirt and be clean, how to wear the proper shoes, to be on time, to not sit around and just watch people to work. And um, so <laughs> real I, life skills, I, real life skills, transitional skills into the world. And as they're, then I'll be a good reference for them for when they go for a, a full time job. So, how do people find you? We are uh, on Volunteer Match and we're on the United Way volunteer program. We advertise there for volunteers. Uh, we are not quite big enough yet to pay anybody. Uh, everybody here is a volunteer, including me. And we have no complaints about that at all, except <laughs> we get very, very busy. Uh, our goal eventually will, after that program with kids, we want to keep that forever. But we will be hiring someone hopefully in a year or so. Um, to, how, to how do you guys pay your overhead? Like your, because I know we talked about your rent. <laughs> we don't make our rent quite every month. Right. Um, so donations, fundraisers, and grants um, help us to, to alleviate the extra. Uh, in the summer, we make more than we do during the rest of the year, and that cushion that we make in the summer gets us through barely. Uh, but donations are a big thing here, not just of in-kind. We are very, very blessed with lots of in-kind donations. The public is starting to find out about us. But who we really need to reach is the teachers. And yeah. word of mouth is how the teachers get to know. So if you were a member, you go back to your school and tell everybody else, show them what you got. They get excited. They want to get the same kind of stuff. So, Are you able to take sponsorships over the phone? Like if I call here with my credit card information and sponsor some memberships? Yes, we are. We, can, we do anything. Or we can do everything over the phone. We take gift certificates. Okay. We urge grandparents and parents to buy for their kid's teacher because in all essence, some teachers cannot afford $35. Yeah, yeah. They just It's just that little extra that um, until they actually come in here and see what they can get for $35, they really don't want to come. So it, it's getting in here and visiting and getting a tour that that helps you see what we do oh absolutely you'll see the value of it and that's why i wanted to get together and get you on the podcast we can create some awareness and just to see the impact of of this work i think sometimes our community or maybe parents they don't realize the the folks behind these type of programs this type of work but with the big red for ed in arizona uh it just shows the entire state of Arizona what we're going through and the, and the rest of the country when they, they saw 
what we did in Phoenix. Um, unfortunately, being a nonprofit, I cannot push anything for Red for Ed. Right. But we are a thousand percent behind teachers and wish that more of the people that back the Red for Ed movement knew about us, that we have the supplies. They might get the money from the from the state for a raise, but they're not getting, getting enough money for supplies. For supplies. No, 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 they're not. Now, I know that there's a Treaders for Teachers in Phoenix. So if my if I have a membership in Phoenix, but I happen to be down here, is it valid down here? Yes, we do complement each other. Uh, we're not open the same hours. Um, we are open uh, Wednesday through Saturday. They're open Tuesday through Saturday. But you can shop here on their membership, and our members down in Tucson can shop in Tempe. Yay! Yeah. Okay, great. Any upcoming events that you want to make our audience aware of? That well, besides just trying to get teachers in here, we just had a huge Moonlight Madness sale. Uh, we are having trying to get new board members to make us stronger and make this make it easier to get donors to donate money. Um, uh, we're having a Tuesday night. We're having a board mixer for anybody who's interested, sincerely interested in being on the board because there is some, uh, uh, I don't know what the word is. Some work to do. So it's work, an active, there's, there's it's active, an active working board. to yeah, do. Yeah, it's an active board. So it's an active, it's an active board. You have to try and get new members to come in. You have to raise a little money for us. That's what we ask in return. Um, yeah. So it's not just a cushy board job. That's coming up, and then we are having Days of Caring with United Way, where we want volunteers to come in and help us reorganize. The summer's been a very busy time. Now it will slack off for a little while because teachers are in class, so it's time to reorganize and claim the store. <laughs> <laughs> That's great, and for those um, wondering, the exact address here is 6800 North Camino Martin, Suite 124 in Tucson, Arizona. It's in a business industrial type of uh, complex here in Tucson. Um, obviously check out the website treasures yeah, it's, it's at Ina and the freeway yes and the Ina road exit is closed so you have to come around but we're right there at Ina and the freeway and their website is t4teachers.org and again they're on Facebook and on Instagram, Instagram. as mm -hmm. well well thank you so much Adrian. thank you is so much any last words for our listeners no uh, you teachers get on over here from Tucson we, we have everything you need come and check us out I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as much as I did. I love sharing those stories, sharing the stories of our early childhood folks, the advocates, the educators that are out there raising up our, our field, bringing awareness to our community, and also letting those outside of the early childhood sector know the work that we're doing. Make sure you're subscribing to the podcast. Share this out to your colleagues, to a parent anybody out there in the community that you connect with it does us no good if we just talk amongst ourselves in our little early childhood bubble this is about bringing awareness and highlighting the work that is being done here in arizona thanks again for listening